What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. I have a question... What's that, little hulkster? Hulk Hogan? That's right, brother. I mean, someone who sounds like Hulk Hogan, but uh, copyright-wise is not technically Hulk Hogan. That's right. Um, sure. Why not? Don't internet search me. Okay, my mom doesn't let me use Google anymore anyway. That's probably for the best, little hulkster. Wait a second. Maybe you can help me. I'll do what I can. We're, I'm looking for all the wrestling news, rumors, and all the results, and I can't find them anywhere. Well, let me tell you something, little hoaxer. If you need your fix for internet wrestling rumors and results and all the inside information, you're going to need to go to WrestlingNewsWorld.com. If you're not there, you're not anywhere, brother. Wow, thanks, kind of Hulk Hogan. Sure thing, little hoaxer. Remember, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and go to school and all that other stuff, because I'm not really Hulk Hogan, so I don't know what he'd want to say. WrestlingNewsWorld.com Oh, beautiful for spacious skies Through amber waves <gasps> Hey! Uncle Sam! You're not- you're, you're still alive? You're not singing that well enough. I can try harder! Uh, uh, ah! This has been a theatrical presentation of the deleted scene from Uncle Sam. Hi, everyone. Hey, folks. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Oh, wait, are they, they don't respond. No, they don't. It's 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 not like that. <laughs> check, check. One, two. One, two, one, Got two. Nothing. Mike, check. One, two, one, two. Uh, I figured we were going back to the 90s. I, I could throw in like oh, a... I'm Nathan. I, I thought we were going back to the 90s with that mic check thing, so I thought we could throw in, like, a Technotronic reference. <laughs> I don't... Te- Techno-what's what's it? You know, Yod Kid K. I... I over my head. I know. I'm sorry. Please don't hit me again. You deserve to be struck. We are here with another episode of what were they thinking and this week we are well this this episode we are talking about the 1996 horror film uncle sam Mm -hmm. by the way to our all-american brethren happy fourth of july right and to all our canadian brethren you are superior sorry I hope you had a fine Canada Day. You are starting all the wars in this podcast. I thought I was going to be the one to get us in trouble with everyone, and it turns out to be the opposite. Look, you can't fault me for speaking the truth, okay? Listen, <laughs> you're going to start a war. And, and I'll just say I'm sorry, because that's the Canadian way. But I'm, you know what? Be I've been on the apologize. phone with. I've been on the phone with Podknife. I just had to deal with the Google Earth thing for the last week. <laughs> It was nice of them not to blow us up like they did uh, Ogden's Marsh. Sorry, <gasps> there Shane. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh, Lord. 
So we are talking about Uncle Sam, a horror film that I only learned after I selected it that it actually uh, pretty much went straight to video. That's fine. Um, it it definitely uh, when I when I researched it, it was it said it was a horror comedy, which it most certainly is. Um, and I think what really got my uh, attention was how it's very. Um, Herschel Gordon Lewis. I don't know if you know. He's a guy who did like uh, a, a ten as a ten thousand maniacs uh, or two thousand maniacs or something like that. And um, yeah, not the uh, the Robert England one, obviously. No, but that was based on it. He did the original one back in the the fifties. And uh, the the thing about his his movies were they always had um, a not so subtle. Uh, social or political statement uh, framed by, you know, a horror movie. And that's what this movie definitely reminded me of because, not just because of that, but also because his movies were made on the cheap. Uh, as you can tell, this one was certainly didn't break the bank on any sort of real budget, but it was still super enjoyable. I believe I read the budget as $2 million, but I could be wrong on that. In 1994 dollars? <laughs> Uh yeah, ninety six dollars I guess yeah, yeah oh. I think it was two I think <clears throat> that's still not um, too bad I mean they got Isaac Hayes no well that, he was probably one point five of that and, well this was just before South Park so he might have been a little cheaper listen I wrote the Shaft theme song talking about Shaft <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it it's like um, yeah uh, you you wrote that in the seventies damn <laughs> that carries over children. <laughs> But yeah, Uncle Sam. Um, so I guess we just dive right into this thing because I just wanted to mention uh, it's to steal a line from Austin Powers. You know, it's remarkable how Kuwait in no way looks like Southern California. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> because we supposedly open on Kuwait, and it is decidedly not Kuwait. Yeah, and uh, and they they. They shoot it in like the, like the darkest bluest tone, so you you are not. It's not as noticeable, but you're like they're 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 still in America. <laughs> you see like a Burger King in the background. <laughs> I didn't know Kuwait had the golden arches. <laughs> so okay, and like right away, I'm gonna see if I, I'm in agreement with you here. This might be my favorite character right off the bat. <laughs> The general with the super gravelly accent. Oh, I, you know what? I saw him and I meant to IMDb him, but I think he was in a Godzilla movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did not go, like, oh, it is, like, the mo- the broadest. Like, like basically, he's like, check him. Yeah. Ch- check it for bodies. <laughs> it's like if Vince McMahon went more over the top. You're gonna check him, damn it, <laughs> Uncle Sam! You're fired. There, we got that out of the way. Uh, we're good for wrestling <laughs> references. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be more, yeah. but we've met our quota. Holy shit, though! Like, right? Yes. It's the gravel, the gravel in his throat. I was like, you're gonna choke on it. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but we quickly uh, open with them uh, finding uh, Sam Harper, who of course is going to be Uncle Sam mm-hmm. later in the movie. Spoiler alert. 
uh, in a downed helicopter via friendly fire. Don't be afraid, it's only friendly fire. It's a great one-liner, although we get very few one-liners. And when we do, they some of them don't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, I don't actually... Yeah, that one does kind of, but still, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. So. And how do they... Okay, they say they say that he got killed by friendly fire. Yep. But when the guy discovers that, why does it look like he just reads that off his dog tags? <laughs> well, the he had been uh, if, if if I was paying attention, and I think I was, uh, he had been missing in action. They hadn't been able to find his uh, helicopter, and he had been presumed dead for a while, actually, uh, because back home. Uh, when we get to that, we find out that they've been, you know, mourning his loss for the better part of a year or so. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite a while. So they say that um, his, they actually mentioned that his helicopter was downed through friendly fire, uh, and they were unable to discover or find uh, the helicopter. Like a sandstorm had covered up the, uh, covered it up, and then a new sandstorm had revealed because that's where they that's how they found it. So if he was reading the guy's dog tags and they kind of knew what they were looking for, he would know, "Oh, it's Sam, what's his face?" and um he died in a friendly fire. Okay, so so the opening is them finding him like a year later. Yes, right? this is cuz um that, uh, that's it's it's definitely been uh, at least a year that he's supposed to have been dead. Okay, so he's already coming back from the dead, like, right away. Yeah, there, there's... And I think this is one of the things that bothered me a little bit about the movie, was there was they were never super clear as to what a magic or curse was at work in this whole thing. Yeah, and, like, we said it a few times on this here podcast that you don't always need to explain that, but I feel like there needed to be a little bit in this movie because, as far as I'm concerned, without the opening scene... I think it almost would have made more sense for him to kill those guys as he was, like, dying, like, his last gasp of breath. Yeah. Because because later on, he only gets revived because it's July the 4th, I think. And, yes, uh, his <laughs> his severe patriot- patriotic spirit is what yeah. is enraged by all of what's going on around him, and it, he's, he comes back to life. His uh, patriotic spidey sense I, kicks in. Yeah. And he's, there's so much about this movie. Um, Okay, explain to me this. I'll try. Explain to me the way, why don't you tell the folks how he, uh, when discovered in the helicopter, how he dispatches of his discoverers. He just reaches out and like chokes the guy. It breaks Uh his neck. And then uh, he shoots, he grabs the other guy's like sidearm shoots through him and into this guy and kills both of them. Now, I I don't think... Yeah, the stopping power, exactly. I feel that shooting through the other guy's body would definitely take down some of the terminal velocity on that uh, those bullets. Yeah, like, it's not like he was shooting with a bazooka. Right. Like, I don't think that was gonna... That, that would go th- pass through and enter the, uh, the second person. And it's not even that. Like, I mean, like, uh, handguns... You know they will do that, but there has there's a proximity issue also at hand here as well because Mr. Gravelly Voice General is way over uh, by the jeep, which is it looks like you know 
a few hundred feet away, maybe, you know, <laughs> further than the helicopter. So he's got to shoot through this uh, private and uh, across the, the, the plane or field or whatever into the general and have it has to have enough uh, velocity in the bullets to kill him and he has to do it with the accuracy that it's going to it's because it's not going to take a straight shot because as soon as this, the bullet goes into the the private it's going to start bouncing around so it's going to be going everywhere so it's not going to be a straight shot right out of the gate there's there's all kinds of uh, magic bullet stuff going on <laughs> back and to the left <laughs> yeah back wait, to the left to the wait, right I, sh- I should i should say <laughs> back into the left <laughs> i gotta say um also, weirdly, this is the only time Uncle Sam ever shoots anyone in the movie. Like, it's weird to see a movie where something like this is coming back from the, the dead and just grabs a gun. No, he, he does grab a gun later in the movie. Does he end up... I don't think he shoots anyone, though. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> I actually have a note about it. <laughs> okay. I ha- I know this is not going to be later, but I have to jump ahead. Who does he shoot? Oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> I... I really want to save it for the for when I do it because I have a great line to go along with it. So if you don't mind, right. if you don't mind uh, waiting with bated breath, I will uh, I will let you know who he shoots. <laughs> breath breath is bated. All right. Um, so they go to um they the the next they go to Canada Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I wrote that too, July 1st. Uh, in Twin Rivers, USA, which I'm pretty sure is right next to Springwood, USA, just down the road from Camp Crystal Lake. Because we don't get a state, even nope. though it's clearly California. Uh, yes. Um, question two. During that opening montage, because there's an opening montage of all this like patriotic <laughs> Uncle Sam stuff. Unsettling. Yeah. Was there... Okay, I'm, I definitely didn't see this right, but I thought there was a shot... Of Uncle Sam leading the KKK. A, a, a distinct possibility. Um, they were all wearing white hoods. Now they might have been. It might have not have been the same thing, but it certainly looked like it. No, there is. There's an absolute possibility. I mean that the the character or the caricature of Uncle Sam has been around for quite some time. Uh, in fact, it was originally a um, a political poster. There was a, a fellow who was running for office. I don't know the. I, I can't. I don't have the <laughs> wiki article with all that information in front of me right now, but um, he was running for office, and that he had that look, that Colonel Sanders with the and the Star Spangled Top Hat, that sort of thing, and the character itself kind of the, the the image itself kind of took on a life of its own. So that Uncle Sam is supposed to be the embodiment of uh, American patriotism. So, and that actually, if I'm if I remember, if I'm correct. Uh, predates uh, the um, uh, the turn of the last century. So the idea of uh, the clan having a rally and having somebody dressed up as Uncle Sam, completely plausible. Well, and that's what I thought I saw. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, that's what I thought I saw, but then... Like I had to do it. I had rewound it a few times, so I don't. I don't know. I think. I think it was in there, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Again, but anyway, absolutely twin, would be <laughs> Twin Rivers, USA. Yeah, and just in case you don't get it, that this kid is going to be patriotic, American flag T-shirt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and right he has a literal Uncle Sam. Uh, 
He sure does. <laughs> <clears throat> now, right off the bat, so he's looking at his picture on the... He's looking at his framed picture of his uncle, Sam, the one that was we, we saw earlier. Yeah. Um, and he breaks it. He steps on it, the glass, cuts his foot. And then we get, like, the most... I don't even know... It, it's not necessarily bad lines. It's almost like, okay, like, if you were to write a script... And you were to say, like, if you were at a, a run-through, and you were to say, like, okay, so in this scene, it, it's got to be something like, oh, I cut my foot, okay, I'll get you a band-aid antiseptic. Like, don't say those exact lines, but that's the idea we want to get across. And then the screenwriter was like, oh, I'll just write those lines. <laughs> I, you know what, I'm, I, I'm late for my lunch, but I'm just writing those lines. Yeah, it, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like somebody just took the, uh, the, the run-through yeah. and just made that the script. And... You know when he when he does like cut his foot and he gets the blood on the picture, that's where I was like, oh okay, that's what brought him back to life. But 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 does it? No, it, it's never made like super clear because. They cut um, to him. Weird. Well, here's the thing: like if he's supposedly in a downed helicopter, buried under sand for a year, and still alive, it couldn't have been yeah. the the blood on the foot, but the with on the picture with the thing. Maybe he's just like. He just waits for his moments. <laughs> oh, these guys are coming. This is going to be hilarious. It's going to be the best prank ever, and then I'm going to die. But then some blood <laughs> on a picture is going to bring me back to life. Oh, good Lord. That's that, that sergeant. I can't see him, but it sounds like he needs a hauls. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so we meet the kid uh, named Jody. Who is informed uh, that he is imagining his Uncle Sam being a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Right away. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, actually, Jody, he's not. You don't remember They that. Don't really remember that get into the, <laughs> to the fact of how he is a total bastard later in the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, and the 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 kid, I kind of wanted to kick the kid a few times. <laughs> a few <laughs> times, saying. eh? Yeah. Um... Yeah, the kid is basically like Mr. Mr. USA, like right off the bat. And you know the the thing with it here was uh, when they when they did that uh, when she when she said you're you know you're imagining that or you're not remembering that right. He then asks about you know is that some reasons why you don't talk about dad much? And she said that's a different story altogether. And I was like red flag, red flag. <laughs> and you know what? I was kind of right, but not totally. So, yeah, yeah, Mister. Uh, we got the friggin'. Uh, never mind. I forgot what his name was. I was <laughs> thinking of that magician that Johnny Carson played. Oh, the great Kreskin. There we go. Yes. Well, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jody's mother. Okay. So we meet Jody. So Jody's mother tells him like, "Oh yeah, you're not remembering that right or whatever." Did you get the sense that they maybe should have hired two actresses that looked a little bit different? <laughs> <laughs> that was that. It, well, I mean, they are supposed to be sisters, right? No, they're no, sister-in-laws, no, right? No, they're sister-in-laws. They're, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not even related. I feel like in the original script they were sisters. You know what though? It does explain a lot as to why Sam married her though later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. And she's thought, apparently like, Sam's widow or supposed widow or expected I don't know cuz he's not really dead but they think he's dead. She's seen the local Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she tells him to get on with your business. I don't get it like she's 
<laughs> he, the guys in this movie, um, and I hate to use the term because I can't stand where it comes from, but they're they're friend zoned so hard. Both of them in this movie. Oh yeah. Like both um, uh, female leads, their boyfriends are like just constantly shut down for even just a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I have a good night kiss? You already got one. Yeah, but then again, it yeah. it does kind of ex- explain itself later. But we'll get to that. Let's yeah, let's just move along here because uh, we are chained. We are chained by future revelations. <laughs> we are with well, this movie, man. I'm telling you, it just gets better <laughs> as it goes on. Okay, so this was also unnerving because we. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be, we learn later on, but we meet, uh, okay, I, I did write down the names here, I didn't remember them, for God's sakes, uh, Louise is Sam's widow. Right. Uh, Sally is Jody's mom. Okay. So, Louise gets home, and this general is just waiting outside. Oh, uh, that's a sergeant. Oh, sorry. If you look, it's, sar- I don't know if he, they announce him as a general, but every time anybody's wearing a military uniform in this movie, it's almost like they couldn't get any other uniform and they had to share it around because everybody is a sergeant with the exact same amount of chevrons on their um, on their badges or their uh, epaulets or displays or whatever. Uh, I noticed it on the sleeves. You could be a sergeant. You could be a sergeant. That's right. Oprah was there making everybody sergeants. I wish Oprah was in this movie. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> She's like, Uncle Sam? Yeah, sure. Two million dollars? Yeah, I don't need much money. <laughs> well, we're getting Isaac Hayes. So. That's right. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay, sorry. The sergeant is very unnerving because... Sergeant Pervy Pants. Oh, my God. Yes. I ca- I just wrote down General Horndog. Yeah. I didn't know he was supposed to be a sergeant. <laughs> but uh, he's basically just been hanging out there waiting for her to get home. Yep. To uh, let her know that uh, Sam's, they found Sam's body, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> this is where the first part where it really starts to get crazy because they're like, uh, she says, "Well, I'll take the, I'll send him back here because he's he has a, uh, we have arrangements to have him buried in a certain you know graveyard with his family or whatever." Yep. But what ends up happening is they <laughs> keep him in the house. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I get. <sighs> Before we get to that, uh, there were a couple of there were a couple of things ish, issues that I took with the whole you know them telling uh, that that Sam's dead scene. One, normally they send two folks to do that. That's true. Yep. Two, they normally don't do it in the dead of night. No. Uh, three, they usually offer more condolences uh, than you'll get, you'll get over it. it. Yep, you'll get over <laughs> this in time. I laughed so hard at that. Like he kind of hits on her, and then when she's like, not going, he's like, "Oh, you'll you'll get over it in time. It's you know, it's just a dead husband, whatever." Yeah, here's my hotel. Yeah. So why is he? Why is he? At a, why is he staying in town? Ta- like I know we know why he stays in town, but it makes no sense for him to stay in town. Well, if if he's supposed to be, if Sam is supposed to be buried with full military honors. But I don't. But I. I think they decide that he won't be, don't they? I don't believe so. They just say that he won't be buried in Arlington. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Well, either way, he's a pervy pants. Like he is a pervy pants. And then we meet um, Isaac Hayes, who apparently, (laughs) yeah, chef, (laughs) sergeant, sergeant chef, (laughs) who has some PTSD going on. 
Uh, and that's the only time we ever get a sense of it, though. Yeah, because later on they let like him it... fire a cannon. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, "Yeah, let, let's give the, let the let the PTSD guy fire the cannon." No, just the sim- the symbolic one for the parade. And yeah. like, let's the let the guy who has clearly has PTSD around the loud thing that goes boom. <laughs> now, I'm not making fun of that <laughs> that condition. It is a terrible, horrible condition. Oh but yeah. You also need to know to how to read the room with someone who would have it. What might be a trigger for them? And loud noises and war symbology might be. Yeah. War, like any kind of PTSD related to wartime, probably, yeah, probably not the greatest idea to have them heavily involved in the reenactment. Not stuff. the kind of person you're going to want to sit down and play Call of Duty with. So. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, they um, you're right. They they yeah. keep him they keep him in the house like the um um the coffin like in the in the house which is I'm like how like it's I mean obviously it's you know it's it's <laughs> Twin River it's USA. Bizarre. No, it's not bizarre. It's actually a thing that was apparently done quite often in the south um in smaller communities that don't have like full funeral home service like services available that being said i can't see it happening in 1996 no you know it's well it just it just it just struck me as weird because anytime they had a shot where they were just having a normal conversation with that coffin in the background i just cracked up laughing because i was like doesn't look right when they brought it in i couldn't help but make a, a mystery science theater riff with New meat crate from the creators of Loot Crate. Because <laughs> it, it, it's not even a coffin. No. It's like a welded steel crate that they're bringing him in. Yeah, they're like... The, and, and, and Yeah, like Jody immediately tries to open it. Mm. Oh. He's like, I want to put his medals in there. What about the, what about the super awesome part where Jody's at, at, um, at school? Oh, well... This is this is one of the best scenes. But before we get to that, I just want to mention we something we just uh, briefly skipped over when we meet uh, Sergeant Chef. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's talking to himself and he has the PTSD thing going. Um, <laughs> when he said, when he looked at the picture of his like fallen comrades and he was like, "All of you dead, but me." I thought he was gonna. I I <laughs> for some reason I thought of like the opening of the second Austin Powers where he's like. She was a fembot all along. Wait a minute! That means I'm single again! <laughs> I was expecting a big Isaac Hayes dance sequence. It, see, that's the thing. This movie was made in earnest. Had this been uh, a Sharknado-type situation, we might have gotten that. Yeah. Had this been a Sharknado-type situation, by the way, everyone, we probably wouldn't have done this movie. Probably not. So, yes, the school scene. Yes, and we find out that... um. <laughs> Billy's teacher or Jody's teacher is a leftist pinko commie because and, he wouldn't go how, to Vietnam. <laughs> and how old is he supposed to be? Again, you know what? It's 1996. The guy looks like maybe, maybe he's in his early 40s. Okay. Because he says that he taught Uncle Sam. I know. He says that he taught Uncle Sam. It's ninety six. He looks like let's say he's he's forty. Okay, let's say okay. at we'll give we'll be conservative with the guess and say that he's at forty. At ninety six, nineteen ninety six, in in eighty six he would have been thirty. In seventy six, 
he would have been 20. He could yeah. not have gone to Vietnam, even if he wanted to. Listen, the reason he didn't go to Vietnam was because he, he had was little 10 league. Years old. Yeah, exactly. That's why he couldn't go to <laughs> Vietnam. He had little league. He was drafted, but he had to go to batting practice. Yeah. But that doesn't stop Billy from saying, Uncle Sam thought you guys were cowards. Okay, again, with the age thing, you're right. He says he taught Uncle Sam. Either this guy uh, was fresh-faced and teaching in 76, and um, uh, <laughs> and uh, Uncle Sam was like a super dumb 12th grader. Yeah. Um, or I, I I can't even I just can't even because no, the math makes no it's 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 law abiding citizen math it doesn't make any sense I yeah no it's not even it's not even the disparity of one year this this oh yeah it's, I would it's have worse than, yeah. Uncle Sam has access to a, a temporal uh, vortex he he can go he can travel back through time and get taught uh, at yeah at 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 an age in the, in the seventies I don't know. Oh my god! I only <sighs> wish that was the actual plot. And then, and then, and then, and then I want to keep calling him Billy. <laughs> uh, Jody. Yes, I know. You know what? You know what? It's Billy now. But he's such yeah, he's such a generic um, Midwestern kid that he did well, Billy or Johnny. Um, either way, uh, he pro- makes a promise to his ammo box. Like Uncle Sam's, I promise you, and he he's like promising the ammo box. Like he's not even looking at a picture of his Uncle Sam when he's saying, "I promise you that I won't let people be unpatriotic." He's promising an empty ammo box. He also says, "I'll do whatever the president says to do because he knows better." And then he became Toby Keith. <laughs> but and the thing is, like this movie, it you if to to watch it on face value alone. Uh, you would say to yourself, "Okay, they're um, they're singling out like the, the leftist liberal pinko commies. They're the bad guys, and uh, you know Uncle Sam is taking vengeance." But uh, Uncle Sam is obviously in the place of um, conservative, patriotic uh, beliefs. He's the villain, yeah. so it's a movie full of villains. Which, when you get right down to it, tells us that. Anybody who uh, lives their lives through uh, a set of ideological po- political rules is a villain. If you have I mean, if you have no room for for gray area, you're clearly a villain. Yes, I agree with that to a point. The other thing, though, is I find like in a lot of horror movies, the ones that get killed off are the ones that the movie sees as bad people. Right. And I think a lot of the bad people that are killed off are the pinko lefto liberals. Oh, hundred percent. And it, it, it's exactly that. It's the, um, you know, the, uh, you have the, uh, the, the virgin or the dope smoker or whatever. They're the one that, I mean, the non virgins and the dope smokers are the ones who get, who get clipped. And the, the, the final girl is virtuous. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Okay, to the school thing, um, he, it, do you think it was weird how he was just like, yeah, okay, interrupt my class and show everyone your medals? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then he starts teaching math? I also found it, and I don't... Did he go to the, yeah, the, go to the Mr. Electricidad School of Teaching? Well, I don't know, because it's, at this point, July 2nd? Um, or maybe, I don't know, it may still be July 1st. I don't know when he cut his foot. If it was, like, late in the night, it might still be July 1st. Either way, they're, they're still in school in July. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. 
Now I do know that some, wow. like obviously some places uh, school starts earlier or ends later than it would say from from my experience. I mean I know I had cousins who and lived actually just a, a little bit up the road from where you're at, uh, up in the potato belt of New Brunswick, and yes, yeah, the potato belt where all the people farm potatoes, and um, the kids start school later because they their help they that time was allotted to help with the potato harvest yes and they have to end school later so i can see i i get that it just seems odd that they would still be in school at least in july well maybe that's the idea they want us to think this is like a potato maybe this takes place in the potato belt section of new brunswick where they celebrate <laughs> july the 4th oh, well let's not um <laughs> um yeah so here, so he calls him, he basically, uh, Billy, J- Johnny, Jody, uh, calls uh, his teacher a coward. And then he no, says, he no, says, no, Sam, says Sam said that. I never said yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Old Jody um, getting political. I didn't say that. He said that. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I think you're all right. <laughs> and then we, we uh, get... They reveal the plan of uh, Sergeant uh, Pervy Pants. Sergeant Skeeve. <laughs> that's, yeah. what I, that's what I have him down here as. Because he makes a full... It's the greatest thing because he's in his hotel room and I want to know who's on the other side of the phone. Absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's calling someone and he's like, yeah, just basically fucking these widows. <laughs> Real easy because their husbands died. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Well, okay, goodbye. Look... <laughs> Basically, like, who the fuck was he talking to? It does, it does, again, lend to the idea, like you said earlier, that he's he's not virtuous, so he gets what's coming to him. Because he's just talking about, that's right, I like to bang war widows, like, fresh after I reveal to them that, you know, their husbands are dead, and I tell them that they'll get over it in time. To be fair, he's an awful person to both sides of the political spectrum. <laughs> he is, he's just a wretched garbage person. And I got the If they made early, this like, movie today and the WWE studios made it, JBL would be that character because he is a filthy garbage person. <laughs> Call, hot take. Hot fired. take. Shots hot take. Fired. We love you more, Ronaldo. That's right. You're the man. Um Yeah, I see my note my next note is just like like I said earlier, I can't get over this coffin being in the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that's not a toy and immediately I thought new coffin toys from Blamo. <laughs> yeah when the kid and then the kid's like I wasn't playing with it <laughs> he also doesn't want to eat his dinner because he says he's in mourning yeah okay oh alright so here we get Ralph the uh, boyfriend of uh, Jody Sally Bob, Jill Dog's mother Sally, yeah, yeah. Sally. Sally's Sally's boyfriend, who hard hardcore friend zoned. <laughs> yeah, another one. That's the second one. Yeah, and uh, he's basically a tax cheat. Yes, but a legal one. He he uses several loopholes. Right. To, uh... Which this part here, this is I think this is one of the parts that made me say that they're they're actually taking shots at both ends of the political spectrum because the people who are more apt to say no no taxes and you know get out of paying as many taxes as you can are right-wing conservatives mm-hmm. i mean people talk all the time like right now 
in in the states they're trying to do uh to you know diminish taxes um uh by you know kicking 22 million people off of health care not going to get into the whole political thing with that but that being said he is clearly uh he's clearly a fiscal conservative Mm -hmm. so but wait now you're telling me there's a famous right-wing person right now that's having issues with taxes (laughs) well he won't release those uh statements so (laughs) i actually i want to know bill clinton (laughs) yeah i want to know i actually wanted to know when trump was re-releasing this movie under the uh uh, under the title hashtag MAGA. <laughs> he actually does the uh, DVD introduction, I believe. <laughs> telling you, this movie, which is based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be Uncle Sam, killing all the pinko commies. <laughs> Them bad, bad hombres. <laughs> God. He, he is a garbage need- person, just like JBL. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a horror movie called Bad Hombres. <laughs> His badasses count. That's pretty close. Yeah, but uh, so old Jody, uh, he is uh, sick to the teeth with um, with his mom's boyfriend's, uh, <laughs> you know, cheating or winning of his uh, law case or his uh, court case. Mm-hmm. Just completely throwing out the the fact that that's his job. His job is to go into court and and to win. That's what he's paid for. Well, according to Jody, he should just quit his job. Yeah, according to. Uh, because he, next we show him, he's playing with some totally sweet G.I. Joe action figures, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Those are some sweet G.I. Joe action figures. Are they Are they G.I. Joe? Yes, because one of them's Destro. Oh, okay. Like the guy like that he calls Ralph is Destro. Yeah, it's Destro. This kid... Is a psychopath. <laughs> like the sequel for this like, movie, nephew Jody. Nephew, yeah. Well, you know, I think that might have been the idea at, at one point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Ralph, like you said, the whole uh, friend zone thing. Because as soon as he, the kid, so well, as soon as Jody gets upstairs, Ralph basically wants to get it on. Yes. And she's all like, I'm not going to do it. There's a coffin in the house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no shit. Um, yeah. But either way, moving on, moving on from there, uh, we get the... I think this is a wake. Well, we... we uh, this is actually... Um, before they have the wake, th- isn't this where Jody goes down and puts the medals in Uncle Sam's coffin? I think he tries, but I don't think he can get it open. Okay. He gives up. All I do, I do have a note that he has a pretty fierce pajama shirt. That that dinosaur (laughs) pajama shirt. Oh man, that was that was yeah, that was really. And I also have a note here. This still has way better production values than Ben and Arthur. (laughs) Oh my god, night and day. And also, this movie is ten times better than Nick Fury. (laughs) Oh, again, night and day, (laughs) and not the Tom Cruise movie. Which this is way better than as well. Um, <laughs> this the next movie. oh the next you're right the next scene is that they're at the they're at the wake, and for some reason there's a slow mo of Billy drinking cola, or Jody. <laughs> you could say Billy. Yeah, he's just like glug. I almost wanted to see like the the Coke is it the old Coke slogan like just appear underneath because that's how he's drinking this cola. It's like real <laughs> slow and deliberate. And we also get a very a very strange dick joke. We do? 
<laughs> we sure do. Because when he, uh, Jody stares at uh, uh, Chef Chef's leg. Oh, right. And he basically says, oh, you want to know which leg it is that I lost in the war? And then... Oh, yes. Like, That's later on when they're outside. He's talking about all the other things that people said he's lost. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like... Jody kind of looks down. He's like, oh, no, no, I still got that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> we just want to reassure you that what? Chef still has his nutsack. He still has his chocolate salty balls. Thank you very much. <laughs> Put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth and suck them, suck them, suck them. Suck on my chocolate salty balls. Pack full of vitamins and good for you. <laughs> so suck on my balls. Thank you. He was so good when he was so good. <laughs> yeah, and then he got crazy. Well, a lot of people speculate that he actually had a stroke, and it was uh, his PR people who were making all those statements on his behalf. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that's the, you know, rumors. Maybe we should go to um, Wrestling World News or Wrestling News World and, and check out and find out. What about Isaac Hayes? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they're the only they're the only uh, rumors and inside information people that 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 sponsor us. I don't think game wrestling at all and have that information. Wrestling News World, get all your information get on that story. for get South Park. On that story from Isaac Hayes, do it. Ten years ago, <laughs> I wrote down I wrote down this little monologue that he gives because I'd like I'd like to read it if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Um, it's a, it's not the whole thing, but it's just a short portion. I I like it. He says uh, basically Jody says um, Uncle Sam was a hero, and this is what he says. There are no heroes, only crazy men who lose their mind in the middle of a battle. Every sane person's got his head down trying to stay alive, but one lunatic runs out there out of control, crazy full of hate, and if by some miracle he doesn't die, pin a ribbon on him, send him home, and tell him never to be crazy again. Hmm. And you want to be a hero. And I also have the note right after that, so lunatic equals hero. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. like the part where he talks about his wife. Um, how she hit his leg on him, and I was like, "Well, at least she didn't beat him with it." <laughs> That's right, she beat me with my own leg. <laughs> she, yeah, my wife got mad at me, hit my leg on me for two days. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what led to that awesome reading, by the way? Uh, okay. what led to that speech? was uh, Billy not knowing if he was going to join the army, the air force, or the marines. And I have a note. Please note, he did not say Navy. <laughs> because... <laughs> In the Navy. Yes, and that is uh, actually, uh, I, I've come to find, even in, in the Canadian military, uh, there is there is there's some looking down upon the nose uh, at, the, at the Navy folk uh, in that regard. Oh, really? Yes, in the Any Port in the Storm. Um, that's where that comes from. Um, basically saying oh. that the, uh, the, a, any Navy is, uh, riddled with, uh, sodomites. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's out there. <laughs> Again, it's not how I feel. It's just the, 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 that, that's the, uh, the old school mentality about the Navy. I just like to say Yvonne et Niage. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> okay. So... Another great line here because he's re- he, uh, Jody gets mad at Ralph again, and because... rightfully so. Yeah, what does he say again? Because he Ralph says, is like, oh, he starts talking about like how the war was all over oil, and they died for nothing. Yeah, he's saying that at a soldier's funeral. Yep. Okay. Regardless of how you feel about any war, if you're at a soldier's funeral, keep that shit to yourself. 
Yes, for sure. Have some respect. Jody was 100% in the right in this in this situation. I even have a note that, that has that. I will say, though, while, yes, it is horrible to say in this setting, the movie making that statement and then getting mad at that statement, again, makes me feel like it's it leans more on the right. Well, it's... it's um... Yeah, it, it leans to the uh, to the right because I mean, I, and you know what? Even as um, <laughs> even as a dyed in the wool leftist, I, I still support our troops. I guess would be the the, the way to say it because I mean, they again. It's just like uh, Ralph, you know, going in to win his court battle. He's just doing his job. Yeah, you know, and that's you know that's what they're doing. They're doing their job. And they deserve the respect because they're doing a job that a lot of folks don't want to do. So, you know what? Regardless of where they're sent by the people who are telling them what to do, they at least deserve the respect to be like, you know what? If you're doing a good job, I can't take that away from you. And I'm not going to disrespect you for it. Yeah, and probably not at their funeral either. 100%. What a putz. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. He'll get what what he's got coming oh yes he does he'll get what's coming he'll get what's coming to him that's for sure thank you thank you (laughs) did you notice in the next part where like they're they're panning around the house and and, because we cut next to like nighttime on the on july the 4th you can see the cameraman in the grandfather clock (laughs) i did notice that yeah there's a i i was watching it and there was a part where they're panning around like the the room where the coffin's at and you can see the cameraman in the uh, the reflection of the the glass on the clock. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> I love like uh, fuck ups like that. But this is where this is where again we don't know exactly what magic is at play because there's some kids who are uh, vandalizing a local cemetery, painting a swastika on a a. a, a tombstone and burning the american flag i did not notice the uh i didn't notice the swastika the only thing that's though the thing that stuck out to me was that i'm pretty sure one of them just yells vietnam yes because the every every person who who gets uh their comeuppance as it were uh is just a stone caricature that's it Mm -hmm. but yeah they were painting a swastika on a on a tombstone for somebody whose last name is Savage, I didn't didn't know if that was a Jewish name or not. I, I didn't well, didn't they... sound it. I also have that this is the second worst rave uh, in a movie. <laughs> I I've also got a question here. Now, um, they must have had they must have had to. Now you notice when they light the flag on fire, mm-hmm. the American flag, it's rolled up already, so you don't really see all of it. So they they that flag had to look differently, right? Because mm. I don't think you can even do that on film. What do you mean? I don't think well, I don't I don't even think you can like fake burn a flag on film, can you? They they yes, they they you can burn a flag. Well, well no, what I'm saying is I think um it where it's already rolled up, right. the actual prop is not like the proper flag. Do you think it's against the law to burn the, the American flag? I thought I thought you can get fined for it or something. Uh d- no, there's no there's no law against it. Not to my not not, not to my knowledge anyways. Really? I actually remember uh, that being a, a thing that people were fighting about in the 80s 80s and early 90s about the about that because the uh, the idea of like protesters burning the American flag and uh, could you go to jail for it and uh, it beca- and people were arguing that you sh- 
they you could because it, to say that you can't hampers your free speech. Okay. So there wouldn't be, there wouldn't have been any uh, there wouldn't have been any restrictions on them doing. I mean, granted, <laughs> some people would definitely take umbrage with it. Uh, obviously, Uncle Sam does, and uh, you know some you know some actors would be like, no, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Can we switch that out so I'm not really burning the flag? Which may be which may lend credence to your observation. But yeah, I, at the end of it, there's no law preventing them from actually doing that on camera. Okay, but I I still do think it wasn't like a proper flag just because of the way it was. It they started it how it was like rolled up already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, no, I I thought there was some kind of legal thing behind that. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is you get it. Uncle Animal S- House reference. Oh. I'll go right ahead. Oh well, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, yes, Uncle Sam, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say he comes right. He comes back to life, and literally pins his medals to his chest. Like, and then puts his jacket over it, which makes no sense. It's just None. done for the uh, the visual of it. I'm guessing. Yeah, like why wouldn't you display your medals, you moron? He ain't all right. I mean, he ain't all there at all. I mean, we no. we find out later that he had even as as uh, a functioning human being, uh, he had some issues. Um, my next note is Animal House. Yes. <laughs> We get the whole, for those of you familiar with Animal House, which you should go watch that right now if you haven't, please. It'll never be featured on our our show. No, fantastic movie. But there is a scene where John Belushi is, like, peeping on a bunch of girls having a slumber party. Yep. And basically, this is, like, an Uncle Sam, not not our Uncle Sam, but a man in an Uncle Sam costume on stilts. As a peeping is, Tom. Yep. He's just watching some girl change. And he can't handle his titties. No. As soon as he sees boobies, he's like, <laughs> he falls and over. Then, and then, did you did you notice the terrific ADR when she's yelling at him? Oh, there's some some atrocious ADR in this movie to begin with. Oh, but yeah, good lord. Yeah, she she had she was not saying the words that were coming out of her mouth. <laughs> no, no, I, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it was just her acting, but like, holy crap! I actually have a- ADR, Willie. <laughs> oh. Yep. So, and this is how Sam gets his Uncle Sam costume. Right. He becomes Brutus Beefcake for the shortest amount of time. <laughs> what is with the scissors? <laughs> he was cutting and strutting. I'm going to be famous forever. Hulk Hogan's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never turn his back on me. Never. I'm now, if you now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go sell sandwiches in Toronto. <laughs> I thought he worked. I thought he worked for the New York Transit Authority. He did, but there was a clip um, when uh, the whole Rob Ford thing was happening. Oh right, in Toronto, trying to give him sandwiches. Right. <laughs> but yes, this, help you get off. Crack. This, there you go. All right. So yeah, this is where Uncle Sam gets his Uncle Sam get up. Um and says, "I hope you got an eyeful." Yeah, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Another pun. Had he, you know, gouged out his eyes or something, or, or stabbed him in the eye or something while he did it, I can, I can maybe say, "Oh, okay, that's that's a fine one-liner." But he just reaches in and grabs the mask off with the through the eye holes. It's like that's, that's... reach out and touch me. Sorry, I'm full <laughs> of music today. Go ahead. I just felt that that one-liner was shoehorned in in the worst way. 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because it, it didn't. It, it like I actually when you said that, I didn't even think about that because I thought, oh yeah, then he just gouges his eyes. Like I just made that assumption. Yeah. But no, he doesn't even like put the scissors in his eyes. And do you know why they put an Uncle Sam outfit on him or a mask on him? Because uh... makeup is expensive. Oh yes. <laughs> Because all he needs to do is put eye makeup on. When he's in full uh, zombie regalia, you that makeup would have taken a long time and it would have been expensive. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So, what's the easy way to do that? We'll give him, like, the old uh, eye makeup and then he'll wear uh, a cheap uh, rubber Uncle Sam mask. Because, I mean, honestly, I mean, if the, if the movie itself had decent budget... They would have kept him in the full zombie regalia and just had him wearing an Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam like suit jacket and hat. Did you also get a real sense of the Friday the Thirteenth soundtrack? The yep. No, I don't really know. That didn't no? didn't strike me. I, I mean, heard, yeah. I heard a little bit of it during this. Not necessarily the that part, but like the the kind of like just like like it just sounded very. Oh, okay. All right. But. Well, let's flash forward know. to the next day. Yes, because the t- the math teacher <laughs> is staging a war reenactment. Yes. You know, the guy that didn't go to war and is teaching math. Mm-hmm. Who taught Uncle <laughs> Sam, apparently. Yes. And this is where they get uh, the PTSD guy to fire the cans. <laughs> yeah, poor chef. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think we get our, well, not our first victim, because, oh, we didn't even mention, did we, that those... Oh, the, yeah, the two of the uh, cemetery kids got their comeuppance. Uh, one yeah, of them gets one... Bur- buried alive in the slowest burial alive death ever. <laughs> and then uh, the other one, gets he gets hung on a uh, flagpole. Even though that guy's leg is broken when he's buried alive, I feel like he could still get out of that. Yes, I feel, especially considering that uh, had he just kept pushing the dirt yeah. away, he could have just kept climbing up the dirt as more of it came in. Exactly. Because it was coming in shovel by shovel. It wasn't like he was, it was a backhoe was pushing dirt over top of him. No, it was, yeah. uh, it, I think it was escapable. And they never gave, the, anyway. they never gave those, really gave those guys names if I remember correctly, but, um... Uh, the one who got hung uh, by the uh, the flagpole. I like to think his name was uh, Tad, because he's a grand flying Tad. He's a high flying Tad. And they said because they hung him up on the flagpole. <laughs> he becomes the new flag. He does. He becomes. Which they somehow don't discover right away. No. So. Okay, so those two get killed, and yeah, so uh, Chef is forced to shoot a cannon. And we meet um, uh, Jody's friend, apparently. Oh, yeah, but before that, the teacher gets axed. <laughs> oh, yes, Mr. Crample, he got the axe. He got the axe. <laughs> Good times. Really weird part here. Yeah, the kid in the wheelchair, uh, Barry, gets, a new character gets introduced almost an hour into this movie. Out of nowhere, uh, like an RKO. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We get Boom. no previous mention of him at all. You know, uh, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't call Jody to say I'm sorry to hear about your uncle, or yeah, my burns are healing okay, or, and and stuff like that. He just out of nowhere, there's this kid in a wheelchair with, uh, you know, the uh, Ronnie Millsap glasses on, and PJ Souls as his mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
and they're the they're like show parents. They're like, we're gonna wheel them around and show everyone what happened to them, so yeah. they feel bad. <laughs> it's like their way of protesting, I guess. <laughs> I wish I was making that up. That's mm. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jody is, like, comes up to him and says. Hey, we should hang out sometime. We could listen to some CDs, or I could read to you some war comics. <laughs> yeah, they did, definitely didn't have an ear for natural um, dialogue or conversation when they were writing some of his stuff. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, we could listen to some CDs. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's you how you're... If anybody talked to me, anybody talked to me like that, and we were like, you could come over to my place, and we could listen to some record albums. I would immediately be like, you're a pod person, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to get murdered if I go there. <laughs> you want human friends. <laughs> <laughs> the, the master will see you now. <laughs> so, my next note Johnny was, Rotten covers the Star Spangled Banner? I was going to say, before that, my note was, that band, please kill that band. <laughs> yeah. Never happens. Never happens. Nope. Oh, yeah, Johnny. Oh, the National Anthem? Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. And the uh, PG mooning. <laughs> like, you, you fucking pussy. Yeah. Like, if he's going to butcher the anthem and be a jackass and then moon the crowd. At least have the, the crowd. Yeah, have the decency to go full moon. Yeah. It's, you know, just, it's, everybody half-asses it in, in this world. I guess what I'm trying to say <laughs> is <laughs> that nobody works hard for their money anymore. Right. <laughs> Brennan, you, you have, like, an Uncle Sam costume laying around. <laughs> I suppose to be Captain Canuck we're here in Canada if you don't respect your government you don't deserve to be in the country <laughs> Marga, Marga. I'm, I'm a k- 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 yeah that one <laughs> Maka oh Maka yeah mm. I don't know why I put another C at the end of that Maka make Canada great again Makaga Makaga that, that'd be Makaga there you go there. Makaga Makaga I'm using hashtag Makuga for <laughs> All right. Let's get back into this. Yeah, let's movie. get back to it. So, so National Anthem, he butchers it. It's the one it's one of the flag burning kids. Yeah, it is. And we find out Abe Lincoln sucks. <laughs> okay. I said to you, remember when we talked about this for a second the other day, and I said, I'll tell you what my favorite line is? Mm-hmm. This is coming up. This is my favorite line in the whole movie. Okay. So Ralph is Abe Lincoln. Right. And he's talking to uh, Chef. Yep. And Chef is upset. And Ralph is like, oh, whatever. Like, he just butchered the anthem. It was funny. And then he says, oh, he's like, oh, you know, I'll give you $50 if you can recite the song. Uh, the Star Spangled Banner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he can't do it. And then Ralph says, Francis Scott Key. What else did he ever write? Nothing. Not a single other hit. I actually have a note. Yeah, who did he ever beat? <laughs> Taking the national anthem writer to task. <laughs> oh, good that times. My funny yes, I. Well, it was a pretty. It, I, it did. It stuck with me too because I just like who. No one's ever, ever said that. No one's ever been like, yeah, I'm putting you on notice, Francis Scott Key. I didn't even know that was his... Like, I doubt that that character would know that that was even the person that wrote it. <laughs> uh, well, isn't he, like, he, he, he's a lawyer. Um, and I guess. So, I mean, you think he'd have at least some sort of basic grasp of American history. 
the case of the state versus Francis Scott Key will be will be held in session now. Yeah. I did oh. notice the neat product placement of Country Time Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl who should be who was smoking a J who should be smoking some ribs. Oh yeah, Brontosaurus burgers it looks like. Yeah, and she gets she gets busted by uh the Huckleberry. And he just yep, yep. takes her stuff like he's gonna confiscate it, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna put that in my pocket for later." <laughs> did you think? Did you think the way he smelled it was weird? Very uh, sexual. <laughs> <laughs> he like does that long like under his nose. Well, there. that's how you can tell that he's probably not in real life, a uh, 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 you know uh, a partaker in the cannabis, because yeah. it'd be just like, oh, pretty good, and stuff it in. But he's like. Oh God, yes! <laughs> this is some good marijuana. <laughs> I'll put that in my pocket for later. Potato uh, sack race. Potato sack cheater. Yeah, that traverses the whole city. Yes, and <laughs> it goes when he, on. He gets forever. knocked down. How far? How long does that guy fall down the hill? It was almost like it almost got to like MacGruber level and Yes, it did. And uh someone was getting a junkyard BJ apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great throwaway. This movie is just, just like just bonkers at this point. It's absolutely off the rails, and this is where I started really having a great time watching this movie. Yeah. The the July the July the when, once this July the fourth celebration stuff starts up, it gets insane. And then like we get, we randomly get Robert Forrester <laughs> showing up as a crooked congressman. Like what was that? Fantastic. That's what that was. Glasses on or glasses off? Glasses on or glasses off? <laughs> Just like characters are introduced in the last 25 minutes. <laughs> but we should definitely not skip over uh, uh Flagburner's death. Right. Um okay. Multiple Uncle Sams, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that supposed to be him each time? It's supposed to be him each time, yeah. That's not okay. I I analyzed this scene. I One of them is it. considerably taller, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, probably it has to be different people. But the thing, the thing, logistically, is when you're watching the scene and the camera pan over, he's in the. You can still see him in the corner from the previous shot. When he shows up the second time. Yeah, it sounds about right. It, 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 it does he teleport? <laughs> is he like Jason in that, uh, that one where he, uh, I think we already discussed earlier that he has access to a temporal vortex, right? Or, or, okay. Is that an actual theory? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, that, it, but this definitely would lend credence to that. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yes. Okay. Your theory has been supported by this part. All right. Um, so he, uh, he chops his head off. Beheaded. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. Probably the most brutal kill in the movie. Yeah, I would say that's, that's, that's a fair assumption. <sighs> I got a question for you. What's that? If I said I was getting ice cream, uh-huh. <laughs> would you give me a popsicle? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just checking. Okay. <laughs> because that happens. Yeah. And uh, this is the part here that we mentioned earlier. You were like, it's the only time he shoots anybody. Um, <clears throat> we show Uncle Sam, he's actually at um, a shooting gallery. And he's like pinging the ducks. 
And the guy who's running the shooting gallery says to him, Wow, you should get a job at the post office. Oh, yeah. That's right. And he takes the gun because the next thing you know, someone shot Lincoln. Okay, that's what it was. I did not catch on at all that he was shot. Yes. Well, it it was like that because that's how Lincoln died, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like, it didn't even strike me because I thought... Why would Uncle Sam shoot him? He's got like <laughs> knives and scissors and shit. Um, how about the 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 basically like non plus three action to him being dead? <laughs> yeah, and how the show must go on. <laughs> yeah, and like so, Lincoln is of course Ralph. Yes. Um, Sally, is her name Sally? Yeah, Sally uh, discovers him, and then she freaks out. But then in the next shot, she's eating popcorn. <laughs> eating popcorn while the, while this pudgy man in a red shirt is just standing on the edge of the screen yeah being very distracting <laughs> and the kid is like yeah basically jody is basically like i'm glad he's dead <laughs> well to be fair jody didn't really like him anyways because he was a tax cheat no i know but that's pretty extreme even for jody <laughs> you already discussed earlier how he's clearly a sociopath i know yeah so this is where we find out that the the show must go on. Why not? Why why are we going to stop for all these murders that have happened? Let's keep doing our celebration. Good lord. Oh, and, and I can you imagine daylight? <laughs> yes. Can you imagine the the heat? Like filming, he has to wear that Uncle Sam mask. Like throughout lord, all the yeah. stuff they during the day, like how hot that would have been. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And yeah. you know, because they had a low budget, he was like, guys, I think I get like a fan in here. I was like, Sorry, no, we got to keep moving, 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 move. back to one, back to one. <laughs> oh. Somebody, somebody get Forrester back on set. Glasses on or glasses off? Glasses on or glasses off? <laughs> and this is, almost this next scene is where we find out that Sam was an abusive butthole. I, I like that uh, terminology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jody basically acts like a, uh, a police officer from the 1950s when they tell him that because he's like, "You're making it up." <laughs> yeah. And um, we get the we get kind of the explanation as to uh, as to why all the boyfriends are getting friend zoned because apparently he wasn't just you know verbally abusive, uh, he was sexually abusive as well towards like even his own sister, which again uh, leads me to. Because we never ever see a picture of of uh, Jody's dad, um, and I'm like, I don't want to think that Sam is also his dad. But oh shit, I never <laughs> even thought about that. Yeah. Well, th- well, uh, well. Then again, I think she has a line where she says it only happened until she was six years old. No, it only it uh, it only happened until she uh, uh, it ha- it start that's when it started happening. Oh, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, so, and she does say, too, like, that's why I don't talk about your father. Oh, what did you discover? I possibly the, uh, what's really going on in this movie. I think that's why we know why Jody's so messed up now. And this is, again, this is why I, I say that uh, the, the, the message in this movie cuts both ways. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, that people on both ends of the spectrum are wretched people. <laughs> this is true. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think you. I think you may have unlocked a, p- a piece of the puzzle, yeah. Sam. 
Mm. I think Jody is the product of incest. It could be. Shit. Uh, what's his name? William Lustig. Get at us, bro. You're still alive. <laughs> I don't know if he's still alive. Didn't even bother to look, eh? No, I didn't. <laughs> at William Lustig on Twitter. But this is un- and this is unfortunately where the poor smoker girl gets it. And okay. uh, she's after- the one victim who I don't think deserved it. But you know, she was a filthy pot smoker. <sighs> That's the only explanation on that. Like she should have been helping her mother when she wanted to go. You know, take a break. <laughs> Which I want to see the scene where Sam like carefully puts that guy's head in the smoker to freak her out, and then like tiptoes away. <laughs> yes. I would love to see that part. Because she finds... Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. I'm like Santa Claus, but with severed heads. (laughs) The tooth fairy, but, you know, with decapitated... So basically the tooth fairy, right? Exactly, yes. So yeah, Toker gets it. Um, Her death is mostly off screen. Yeah. Well, she gets, doesn't she get slammed into the grill or something? Yeah. Yeah. A quick, a quick slam cutaway thing. Yeah. Um, but then, where's Robert Forster? <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, he gets a little festive. Yes. Because Uncle Sam decides to tie him up to the fireworks tower, <laughs> which, by the way, he's got that assistant guy with him all day, right? He's always beside him. Always. But then suddenly he's like, I don't know where he went. <laughs> yeah. No, didn't he say he had to go freshen up or something like that? Yeah, but I mean, if you're guarding a politician, you're not going to go that far. No, I suppose not. Even if he walks you're gonna, away, you'd want to You're going to, yeah, if he's going to go into the can to freshen up, you're at least going to stand watch outside the door. Exactly. Also, this is where, <laughs> um, uh, the Billy's or Jody's friend his parents are like, we left you in the shade. <laughs> Isn't it dark out? It's it's dark out when they mention that. I, I th- think so. Yes, because I, I, I actually were like, left him in the shade. It's it it's clearly night. It's nighttime. Oh, because <laughs> oh, they're they're we... just about to start the the fireworks show. And do you know what we also f- neglected to mention? What's that? The scene where Uncle Sam touches Barry's face. Oh yes. And he <laughs> says. I'm gonna kill them all for you. Which is not a thing that he was asking for. No, and like that just gets introduced literally 15 minutes before this movie ends. Yeah, and he because the kid's not, uh, you know, spitting any any anger or rage at anybody. It's his mom is actually more pissed off than anybody. Yeah, and he's he's not like you know I want them all to pay and, and stuff like that. It's you know so for Uncle Sam to be like to be saying that is like he wasn't he did you don't need to do that no no also also how did no one see him do that <laughs> he's in the middle of the crowd the creepy Uncle Sam guy comes up and touches this kid's face <laughs> and talks about killing people no one thought that was on yeah well he even makes note that nobody saw uh, that nobody saw him that. Uh... <laughs> that he even says that uh, I think he's only uh, only you can see me or something at the point. It's like the, the 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 dialogue is is certainly off the rails. Like there's no no explanation as to why nobody would have noticed the guy dressed in an Uncle Sam outfit talking to uh, you know a child in a wheelchair with Ronnie Millsap glasses. Well, 
I'll tell you why his parents didn't notice. Because they left a blind kid in a wheelchair alone. Now, to be fair, they left him in the shade. <laughs> they left him in the crowd. <laughs> yes. All by himself. It's, you know, Twin Rivers, man. Duh. Come on, PJ Souls. You're better than this. What is it? It is Tim- Twin Rivers, isn't it? Twin Rivers, yes. Yeah, okay. Twin Rivers, USA, I believe. Right, right. I almost said Tom's Rivers, but that's a place in New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey! <laughs> that would have been great, eh? Oh, with this Uncle Sam guy over here with this freaking cannolis trying to kill me and whatnot. <laughs> that, see, if that had happened, I would have felt less bad for the victims. <laughs> <laughs> they were all, like, snooky in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm walking here. Yes, yes, you are the hero, Uncle Sam. Kill them all. <laughs> Cheers, grow up. Poor uh, <laughs> beautiful old spacious guy. Anyhow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um. Anyway, Robert Forster is tied up to the fireworks tower. So patriotic. So patriotic, yes. but not very dazzling at all. And this is where people really start to notice that something's wrong. <laughs> it takes this. It's this long before people are like, hmm, something's amiss. <laughs> uh, Deputy Huckleberry gets a nice little death scene. Mm-hmm. He gets impaled on the American flag. He gets impaled on the American flag so that the flag part goes through his body, too. I actually have a note. Simpsons did it. <laughs> because there was a oh it Did was they do it before 1996 though oh mel gibson was still in everybody good good graces so it's a possibility mm. it was the one where they were reshooting um oh uh, mr smith goes to washington i think that was actually later oh okay <laughs> i think they he, may have taken it from uncle sam he he impales somebody with a, a flag and the flag goes to like full mast sailing and everything yep <laughs> they definitely watched this movie <laughs> they're like nobody will ever get this reference <laughs> because a, nobody's seen this movie let's put that right in there yeah oh <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Deputy's dead, uh, Robert Forster's dead, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Ralph is dead, lots of people have been, uh, have been killed, <laughs> and, and again, the parents leave Barry alone in his wheelchair, <laughs> and then Jody is like, I'll take care of him, okay. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> Jody says he'll take care of him, but then, um... Chef says he'll take care of him. He's like, all right, you do what he says. But I think... But I think they leave before Chef shows up. Because then they have that conversation. Remember the two kids? No, because there's actually... Well, if they do, they come back. Because at one point, uh, Chef says uh, that he'll take him. Yeah, no, I know. But I thought he sa- I thought he just says, what are you kids doing here? And like the, that the parents had already took off. Maybe not. No, because... Um, Again, the the, the parents, uh, the dad, says to uh, his son, you do what he says. You listen. Okay. So. I believe you. I believe right. you, Nathan. I have faith in you. <laughs> but this is where he, but this is where uh, he tells Jody, like the, his wheelchair, wheelchair-bound friend tells um, Jody that, you know, uh, that his Uncle Sam was there 
and he, he touched him. <laughs> I have a note. Tell us where he touched you. Show oh. us on the doll where he touched you. <laughs> yes. And the way he says it, too. He touched me. Like, very, like, <laughs> like, like, he should be testifying about it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, they, uh, at this point, they're trying to convince Chef that uh, his uncle's come back to life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take much for him to believe that. Well, actually, it takes... Guess who pops up again? Uh, Sergeant Pervy Pants. Mm-hmm. In Uncle Sam's coffin, somehow. Yes, they never show where Uncle Sam puts him in the coffin. But I will say this, though. When they do go into uh, uh, Jody's place uh, to investigate that whole situation, uh, they had some uh, interesting uh, camera angles that really were used for this shot. And I gotta say, quite the rump on Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Chef got back. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, "Damn, damn, children!" <laughs> I it's really it's easy to see to... why he got so much action. <laughs> I was really hoping when he took those kids with him that he was going to say, "Come on, children!" <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Well. But yeah, so they find Sergeant Pervy Pants. Uh, he tells the kids to stay put, but they come with him anyway, and he's like, okay, let's go. Let's go find this murderous, uh, corpse. <laughs> who, who is going to get his wife back? Did you grieve for me, <laughs> my beautiful <laughs> wife? <laughs> I'm glad, uh... I'm kind of glad in a way, like, this is sort of a body count movie, but I'm kind of glad in a way that certain characters didn't die just for the hell of it. Like, because mm-hmm. normally you'd think Sally and Louise would be kaput. Like, you would have killed both of them, I think. Yeah. And it would have been just maybe, like, the kid and maybe the two, maybe, like, just the two kids. Maybe Chef. I thought Chef was a goner in this movie. Yeah, but no, he he does a good job, actually. Makes sure right to the end there, so good on him. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, did like, I did like the point where he's trying to get the kids to leave. So they'll be safe and they won't listen to him. That's the point where I felt that they should have had a good chef moment where he was like, Damn it, children! <laughs> Go on, get out of here! <laughs> but no, because they get to the house, chef finds uh, Uncle Sam in the kitchen because he's taken off the Uncle Sam costume now. That, mm-hmm. that mean, it's like when a wrestler gets in the ring and takes off their entrance gear. You know, mm-hmm. it's time for business. Yep. And chef says... So just die. <laughs> so many wonderful lines. In that movie. Um, uh, so how do they kill Uncle Sam? Well, this is actually pretty interesting because uh, old Billy says he figures out that uh, you know he wants to be just like him, and Uncle Sam says you can't be just like me. But in order to do that. You um you have to die first. Are you volunteering? <laughs> like, like you would if you were joining the the army. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I all and uh just before I get, c- continue with the description, I also noticed that the uh, Jody's blind friend's scars get more pronounced and oh. uh, more like I don't know prominent as the uh, these shots these next few shots go on. Uh, but he, anyways, they, they, uh, Jody's trying to distract, um, Uncle Sam, 
with uh, his talk of, you know, joining him and joining his righteous crusade. All the while, Chef is loading up the cannon to <laughs> shoot <laughs> Uncle Sam with a cannonball. I, okay, so does that mean that the cannon earlier was real? Well, it, it would be. I mean, it, it would have to be, like, like I guess. And then somehow, this, ki- this kid in the wheelchair, Barry... Has some sort of like shining connection with like Uncle Sam? <laughs> yep, apparently. Because he's like, oh, yep, they're coming now. Like, yes. You, you are blind. <laughs> yes. You are a blind child in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can know this information. So, they 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 blast um, Uncle Sam with a cannonball. Um, at first I'd I'd hoped that they were gonna use the um. The prop from the earlier part of the movie, where we first meet Isaac Hayes' character, where he's got someone's given him some cannonballs, um, as a reference to the, the the rumor that he had lost his nuts when the landmine blew his leg off, saying, "Oh, here's some real balls for when you need them." If he'd <laughs> used one of the, if they'd used those, I would like that. You know, that's a nice little bookend there. But they don't. They just use a cannonball, um, and it blasts Uncle Sam through. The, through the the wall of the house into the house and it explodes fun fact cannonballs are not explosives huh yeah you don't say i do <laughs> um i i'm not sure i again it's uh, maybe it's his his zombie magic that blows up and is the incendiary device but yeah a cannon ball uh is just that and there's no explosive, there's no flame. Uh, the all the explosion is in the cannon, which propels the ball forward, which then proceeds to break and rend anything in its path. But it does not have the ability to make anything explode. I just want to say, anybody out there looking to study cannonball physics, uh, Nathan is available for lessons online. Get it, your boy. Uh, you can go. You can reach him on Facebook. And Twitter, uh... <laughs> but don't look at this movie for cannonball physics lessons. Physics lessons, please. Because it's only worth it for yeah, that just for the idea of loading up a cannon. Because even the uh, the execution of firing the cannon uh, leaves something to be desired. Exactly. <laughs> he kills him with a cannon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is just like I, I. I don't even know. Like, that's so... I know this movie is crazy. Yeah. But, like, that just took it to another level. <laughs> like, there's not... Like, they, they, they're, like I would I ex- half expected him to, like, get blown up or something because it's a corpse, right? Well, he did or, get blown up. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, by some other means. Like, maybe yeah. he was in the house and they, like, set the house on fire or something. No. They kill him with a fucking cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So then we get the final scene where yep. Jody is is burning all of his uh his GI Joe and war toy memorabilia and all I could think of while that was happening is like could you imagine what those would have been worth now? Like cuz they were legit GI Joes. Like they were Hasbro GI Joes. They were not just knockoff toys that they had gotten for this movie. They weren't cheap green army men that you can get at the dollar store. These they were GI Joes and they were setting them alight. He just starts burning them. Yep, and then we get a, like a a one turn slow mo shot of Jody's face, and that's that's the end. 
Yeah, it's his face, and, like, he does, like, a weird smile thing, and then the screen breaks as if it is glass. Yeah. Which, it, I don't understand that, but okay. Yeah, it, it, I actually have... What? <laughs> that that ending. I, I... <laughs> No idea. Yeah. So that's that's Uncle Sam. <laughs> that's Uncle Sam. It's only 85 minutes long, guys. So no, I think our podcast is now officially longer than it. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think we're approaching it. Um, it's an easy watch. Don't go into it uh, expecting, you know, We Were Soldiers. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't the prequel to We Were Soldiers? <laughs> well, no, because We Were Soldiers was a Vietnam movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then the We Were Soldiers was the prequel to this. To movie. this, yeah, if anything. Was Mel Gibson playing Uncle Sam? Because that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> it certainly would nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. We Were Soldiers? I don't think I have. Yeah. So there was a time when there was a, like 200 war movies that came out in a very short span of time, and I missed a lot of them. Yeah, there was like We Were Soldiers and Thin oh, Red Line and... Wind talkers, yikes! Yeah. Um, but that, but Uncle Sam. Uh, now, when I say when we say it's an easy watch and it's fun, it, it's a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, right. It, it's it's pretty awful, but it's very easy to get through. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know what? You don't uh, you don't have to take our word for it. No, because um, there's a lot of folks who have entered their um. Opinions on this. Now, uh, Uncle uh, Creepy from Dread Central. Oh, yes. okay. I thought Uncle... you were going to say the the website was Uncle Creepy. No, Dread Central is the uh, is the website. Uh, Uncle Creepy is the reviewer. Okay. Uh, says, Uncle Sam may never be widely considered as a classic horror flick, but it's leaps and bounds better than the usual crap that shoved down our throats. Uncle Creepy is angry. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, Dread Central, they, they focus more on the genre flicks. So, mm. I mean, for them to be... For, they, they When they say they, <laughs> the usual crap that's shoved down our throats, he ain't, he ain't messing around. That's It's true. <laughs> wait, wait. You're saying Dread Central <clears throat> focuses on one specific genre? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, a flip side review here from DVD Verdict. Okay. They they didn't quite enjoy it as much. Um, they describe it as a sluggish, uh, shoddily produced horror slash comedy, which again I don't think it's as much intended comedy as people think say it is. Uh, that was a by the numbers turd that <laughs> sports embarrassing. <Aww>. <laughs> Sports embarrassing child actors, C-level stars slumming for a paycheck, in parentheses, OPJ souls how far you've tumbled, and a level of suspense, (laughs) this is the best part, a level of suspense that rivals clipping your toenails in a well-lit room. (laughs) Wow. Hot take. They did not enjoy it <laughs> well lessons of darkness took a better uh view of it saying it uh, reinvigorates stale horror cliches actually via both tongue-in-cheek social commentary and an unironic unbridled love for blood and guts and mayhem and as i said earlier that is exactly why this movie is perfect um for our show because it walks that line perfectly there is enough tongue-in-cheek to be like oh they're taking the piss out of so-and-so or such and such 
but it's done with such seriousness that they clearly love what they're doing and they're not going to, huh? I'm gonna jam my elbow into your ribs until you laugh at the joke that I'm making. Ugh. Sharknado Asylum, we're looking at you guys. Yeah, 100%. On the nose studios, more like. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Good one. Ah. Uh, yeah. Do you guys, do you see any more negative ones? Those are the only ones I managed to grab. Uh, the worst of everything in the slasher subgenre, <sighs> consolidated into eighty-nine endless minutes. <laughs> wow. Gave it a one out of ten. I that is unfair. Oh, one out of ten. Hey. Unfair. Woo. Here's one that, that for some reason is marked as a as a negative review. Uh, <laughs> gruesome gore with a patriotic slant. That there wasn't anything negative or positive in that. Yeah, it's not a one. It's a one, not one way or the other. So there you go. So, <laughs> I like how all the review, almost all the websites we mentioned, <laughs> were all like Dread Central, Uncle Creepy. Yeah, because no, there's like we're not getting any Globe and Mail reviews on this thing. Oh, that breaks our streak. What did Roger what did Roger Ebert give us? <laughs> a hard pass. <laughs> I, I I can only hope to find a Gene Shallot review on this. <laughs> Uncle Sam <laughs> Uncle uh. Sam, what a ham. <laughs> um but yeah. Do you uh now before we go into the uh, promotion machine Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a want to drop us a hint? Oh, I should mention I did mention this on Twitter and Facebook and all the other social media uh, platforms, outlets, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Uh, for the month of July and August, I guess including t- today because this technically did come out July first, so it's technically a summer film. Um, we will be doing all summer movies, all summer blockbusters or flopbusters. Flopbusters. You know what? Um, ah, yeah, I want to call it that, but I have a couple in mind that I don't think flopped, but that is a good name for it. Let's just, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. Summer Flopbusters. That's what we're calling it. July and August. So there'll be, I think there's going to be four, four upcoming movies for these two months, and they're all going to be summer films. So all for right. the first one, next one coming up, Nathan, if you want to go ahead and uh, give us a little hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> William Tell. Oh, that's it? That's it. Okay. William yeah. William Tell? William Tell. Okay, there you have it. That's going to be our next one. And, of course, we will have our next mailbag episode uh, next week as well. Mm-hmm. Available on the Podbean and our other uh, streamable and downloadable sources, uh, iTunes, and thankfully still Google Play. Uh. <laughs> and of course, some ones that Nathan still doesn't believe exist, like Pocket Casts and Podknife. <laughs> I'm just saying, they sound made up. Yom Kippur, I mean... Really. <laughs> Yom Kippur Radio. Yeah. We'll be on NPR this week. Uh. Uh yes I uh, I watched uh, Uncle Sam and uh, it was uh, in- enjoyable. Uh, I um I listened to some Philip Philip Glass compositions while I watched it and uh, that's what our mo- that's what our show sounds like when it's put through an NPR filter. Uh, I just want to say that uh, that would accentuate the film quite nicely. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, yeah, before I get to my final questions, uh, do, as I always say, check out uh, Montrose Monkington III. Um, he is on, uh, he's a British monkey puppet who uh, enjoys popular culture and professional wrestling. Um, I recently just went to the uh, the drive-in he did and uh, saw a couple of movies. So he's got some uh, some stuff up there about his adventures at the, the local Sussex drive-in. And uh, you can check him out, Montrose Monkington III, Esquire and Friends on Facebook. And also on YouTube at Montrose Monkington TV. And he is now on Twitter at Montrose the Third. And you, and I know uh, you said he doesn't have opposable thumbs. So does he have? Do you do all his tweets for him? Is what I'm asking. Uh, well, I, we actually have a team in place. Uh, okay. Myself and uh, Ducky. Uh, he's helped me out with that. So we're uh, <coughs> we're uh, we're gonna we're we're helping him out. I enjoy that taking you said, dictation. <laughs> I enjoy that you said Ducky because that's funny to us and like a few other people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they check out his, uh, if they check out the YouTube channel, they'll find out who Ducky is, and they'll understand why we call him Ducky. Oh, Ducky, you're a good man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you look inquisitive. You sound well, inquisitive. I can't see you, but you, you sound inquisitive. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I do have. Uh, I mean, uh, just I guess the, the last question really would be, uh, you know, considering we we watched this movie that was about a soldier who comes back to life through some dubious magic we're not sure ever what type of magic it is i mean in, in, in you know it's a movie where uh isaac hayes is slumming it just before he had a rebirth in his career and you know where they actually literally shoot lincoln like he was shot uh and ford's there so many uh years ago and you know in a movie where the the uh, main character bad guy literally pins medals to his physical chest and his nephew wants to join him but is only distracting him but we're pretty sure he is a sociopath i just i gotta know what were they thinking 